there are going to be setbacks, period. There are going to be failures, period. Every single big badass goal that you're ever going to do in your life, you're going to have to fail at least once on your way there. It's not about you. It's just like, okay, I had to get through that thing. Let's keep going. Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to uh, another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. Today, I am so stoked to be bringing you my conversation with Tammy Bennett. She is a mindset coach and host of the Show Up Society podcast. She also just so happens to be the wife of Coach Chris Bennett. Now, I say that not because I feel like that is how she must be labeled, but because when Tammy Cold reached out to me, this was what she led with, which made me laugh because her husband is a light. And as I say to her at the top portion of our chat today, She's her own person, but God, to be a fly on the wall in that house, I cannot even imagine. I digress. Today, Tammy and I are chatting all about success, specifically the fear of success, why sometimes we are afraid of being our best. Now, I remember the first time someone asked me what I was more afraid of, failure or success. I thought it was a bizarre question. What do you mean that I should be afraid of getting the things that I dreamed of? But it is a little bit more complicated than it may seem the question at first. And so Tammy and I are diving into that. We are talking about how to get more comfortable going after the things that you want, your big, scary, hairy, audacious goals. Also chatting a bit, makes sense with the topic, about failure, how to navigate failure, and why failure is actually the key to success. I'd be really curious to hear about where y'all sit on this conversation if you are more afraid of failure or success. So hit us up on social, tag Hurdle over at Hurdle Podcast. I myself am at Emily Abadi. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Tammy Bennett. She's a mindset coach. I am so happy to have you here. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you, Emily, for having me. Of course. You know, I have to tell you that leading with the fact that you are Coach Bennett's wife is like, I understand why, but you have so much importance on your own. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> you do. You do. I'm so excited that we're sitting down today. And goodness, I cannot even imagine like what it's got to be like to be your children with the two of you. 
I feel really sorry for them. And I'm just going to apologize to them every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris's episode is one of like uh, the favorites, I would say, of hurdlers. So it was a no brainer for me that I could have you on here. You and I can have a little girl sesh because I think that I have a hunch this one is going to be just as favorited. I feel a lot of pressure now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You're yeah. also okay. a podcaster. Let us know a little bit about how you got into this line of work. How did you decide to become a mindset coach? Okay. So it started because I was a runner. I was a really good runner at a very young age. And that was my whole identity, right? That's what I knew when I was running well. It was great. And then I didn't run as well. And it just all hell broke loose, right? It all fell apart. So that's just like a little background tip. And then, you know, Chris and I met in college. We ran in college. I ran a little teeny bit uh, for the Nike farm team afterwards. And then that was it for me. And then we had kids and they basically had no choice in the whole world other than to become runners. We did not force them, but it's just what they knew, right? Like they literally grew up playing on the side of a track while we were coaching. And so I started coaching runners of all ages and I realized in that, I like, saw so much of what I had been through where so much of running is mindset. So much of it is how you think about yourself, how you treat yourself when you have good results or bad. And I just really realized after 13 years of coaching runners that really big part of it is the mindset piece. And that's the part that I really love. I really love injecting that belief into somebody. And yeah, I've never looked back. It's really invigorating, right? To help yeah. other people realize their own potential. It's the best job on earth. Yeah. <laughs> the best job on earth. And did you have people in your life growing up that really helped you in that arena that enabled you to understand your full potential? Uh, no, <laughs> which is like why I do it. Right. So it's like you become what you didn't have a lot of times, you know, so it's like, fuck, you know, like, and especially like the reason I started coaching youth is because our kids ran. Right. And I wanted to be their coach because I'm like, I want them to be around somebody that shows them how fun running is and should be and how it's like the just most amazing sport on earth. And I wanted them to be protected and to have like real workouts and to be treated like real athletes, but also to be treated like kids who have fun and it's a social event going to practice. So yeah, I, I want to be what I didn't have. You want to be what you didn't have. And why would you say that it is important for us to show up for ourselves? Because mm, if we don't, then who else will, right? It all starts with us. It all starts with us. It all starts with us. So you and I here specifically today to talk about the concept of failure versus success. Now, something I talk about a lot on the show, this concept of which one intimidates or scares you more. Are you more scared of failing or are you more scared of success? Now, if I was to ask Tammy that, let's say about 10 years ago, what would your answer have been? Oh my gosh. Like literally 10 years ago, I was on a blog of somebody's. She was doing this whole like segment on people's fears. And I was like, oh, I got you. I got one. I have fear of success. So I like literally 10 years ago, I was on a blog talking about my fear of success. It was just terrifying to me. And I would say only probably in the past three or four years have I been able to figure it out and to 
not really have it anymore, or at least work through it if it comes back up again. Some individuals listening to this podcast right now may think, why are you scared of success? That feels Mm -hmm. so silly. But others may have a deep-rooted fear of success and may not even know it. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So um, I think like we have it because our brain is trying to keep us safe from something, right? So our brains are really good at protecting us from things that don't feel good or things that are uncomfortable or feel hard or take energy. And so it makes sense why we have it because sometimes if people have this certain fear of a feeling that they don't want to feel, our brain is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not going to do the thing that leads to success because you're not ready for that yet. And then I think like kind of a way to figure out if you have it is to just kind of ask yourself like where you're feeling, like if success came to me today, like, so you have this goal, if it happened for me today, am I ready for it? Do I feel ready to handle what comes? Because um, I think like fear of success isn't, you're not scared of the success itself, right? You're scared of the impact it will have on your life. So if you are successful, you might think, oh, well, then I won't be able to live up to people's expectations or to the standards of my coaches or my sponsors or even of myself. Or if I have success, what if I, what if it's not fun anymore once I get to that place? And then I'm like, oh, I did all this work and spent all this time for this. And now I don't even want to do it anymore. That was sort of what one like one of my fear of success things was, um, you might be thinking something like, well, if I have success, I won't be able to handle the pressure because it will be so much more high stakes when I get there. It also might look like if I have success, I won't have time for fun and balance and social life anymore because I'll be so busy. So those are some kind of ways that it might show up for you. Curious, when did you first realize that you had a fear of success? Oh, gosh. Like, this is probably going to get way too deep and dark, but I grew up with a lot of trauma. And so, like, when we had happy days and everything was great, like holidays and stuff, shit hit the fan. The other shoe dropped and it was awful. And so I think, like, even in college, I realized, like, this feels scary to be like, you know, so like I would have a great race and then I was, I would feel like, holy shit, like this feels really scary and unsafe because like in my head, I'm just thinking, okay, well, what's going to happen to take all of this away? And so, yeah, I think even in college running, I really noticed it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that feeling in the life coaching course that I am currently in. uh, We talk a lot about the gremlin and how the gremlin is what creeps in and is, preventative or tries to prevent you from finding your own happiness from yeah unlocking your potential it's like yeah but do you actually want this thing that you think that you want yep but really it's there just to keep us safe right so we can just kind of like thank it and see and you know be like hey you know thank you so much for looking out for me but i got this i'm going to be okay <laughs> yeah i got this i'm going to be okay for the person that wants to be like i've got this they want to conquer their fear of success. Where do they even begin? Okay. So you got to begin with awareness. So really just check in with yourself, kind of with that question. Like, if my success happened today, am I ready for it? Do I feel like, and you'll notice like in your body, are you like excited? Like, hell yeah. Or are you like, oh God, oh God, like I'm not ready. I need to do this or I need to do that. So just really be honest with yourself. Ask if you are ready for it. And then like literally get out a pen and paper and whatever kind of like things come up where you're like, no, I don't feel ready. Or like, that would be so scary. Or I don't have enough time. I wouldn't be fun. Write them down. Because for one, writing it down makes the gremlin not look as scary anymore. Cause you're like, oh wait, maybe that's not so bad. 
And so then you'll have this list of things like, okay, I'll be too busy. I won't have time for friends. I won't be able to uphold expectation of sponsors. Let's just say those are on your list. And then you just go one by one and you feel like you realize, is that even true? Is that really even a thing that could happen? Am I worrying about something that might not ever happen? And if it is true, what can I do about it? So like if your concern was I won't have time for friends, then how are you going to create safety for you to know that you'll have time with friends even if success, right? So you're like, okay, well, if I'm successful, I might not have time with friends. Well, how are you going to figure that out? You can say, well, like, no, I'm going to say I'm not going to do any events on Saturdays because that's my social day. And just remembering that you have your own power over your own schedule And so really, you're just taking each fear at a time and showing yourself how you can like combat that, like how you can overcome it. So then you have almost like an action plan, like here's how I'm going to create safety. Here's how I know I'm going to be okay. If these things even do happen, which they probably won't, and then you'll be okay. Because really like, yeah, because if you have this fear of success hidden in you, of course, you're not going to go all in on your goals. You're not going to do all the things you could because you have this fear of like, well, oh, shit, if I do all these things and success happens, then I'm screwed because I don't feel ready yet. So it's the secret thing that's holding you back from like doing all the things, right? You mentioned taking out a pen and paper, right? Would you say that also sitting down and writing out what success would look and feel like can be helpful as well? Awesome idea. Yep. Because you'll see like, oh, actually, maybe it's not even a thing to be worried about. Right. And like a lot, you're so that's just such a good point, because a lot of times we haven't even really thought through what it actually would look like to be successful and to have that like goal happen for you. And you might find like, oh, yeah, this is this is what I want for sure. This sounds amazing. Yeah. And being specific about some of those goals, right? Because I've gone through periods of my career, especially as an entrepreneur and my own boss, where I think really, really long term, like super zoomed out. And then I hit a little bit of a hurdle in that I'm like, well, what am I working toward in this moment? Like, what is something that is achievable within three months, six months, a year that does have this other larger big picture goal in mind, but feels a little bit more doable in the moment. Totally. That's an exercise I do with myself and with my clients. Like we take their big goal and then we break it down backwards from where the, you know, like where it happens, like, you know, let's say a year from now and we bring it down to today. And then every day or every week I would write down my goal. And then I would write down like, what am I doing today to get me like one inch closer to that goal happening just to like keep in touch with it and keep tethered and making sure that you're still like working on the thing. Because you can get lost in the weeds. You can get lost in the weeds. It's super, especially when you feel like super excited about something, right? Like mm-hmm. it kind of makes you, it it puts you into a frenzy and then you lose sight of what is possible to accomplish like in this moment up front right now. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So Along the lines and in the same vein of being afraid of success, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about being afraid of failure. I'm sure many listening can identify with that, with being scared of failing or perhaps even failing publicly in the age of social media. What do you say to those people? I say stop being scared of if failure is going to happen because it is. Right. It's like really that simple. You are going to fail. And when I say fail, I just mean you're going to get a result different from the one that you set out to get, right? So let's say your goal is to break, um, you know, three hours in the marathon. 
and you run 305. I'm calling that a failure, just meaning the result was different than what you wanted. It doesn't have to be a bad word. That is not a bad F word in my book at all. It's like, okay, cool. Now what are we going to do about it? And But I think if you can just start off accepting, there are going to be setbacks, period. There are going to be failures, period. Every single big badass goal that you're ever going to do in your life, you're going to have to fail at least once on your way there. I don't know anybody who's had a big goal that hasn't had a failure. I mean, and like I tell my clients, it's like the chocolate chips in a chocolate chip cookie recipe. It's just part of it. You can't get to it without it. So if you can just accept it like, oh, yeah, here it is. Here's the part where I fail. It's literally like a checkbox of to-dos on your way to the goal. And so like when you have the failure, yeah, it's just like, okay, yep, got that one out of the way. Let's keep going. And so you don't let it mean anything about you. It's not about you. It's just like, okay, I had to get through that thing. Let's keep going. It's not a problem. Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, starting with Whoop, a fitness wearable and companion app that specializes in breaking down your recovery, sleep, and workouts. Now, I have been a dialed in Whoop user since April 2019, and I love it for so many reasons, but mostly because it is now a staple in my regular routine. Every single morning, the app breaks down my sleep along with other key health metrics like resting heart rate. And based on that, Whoop then gives me a daily recovery score from zero to 100%. By doing that, you know exactly how ready your body is to take on the day. Think of it as a coach on your wrist providing you with your plan for the day, so to speak. The data, it's completely personalized to you. So the longer you wear your Whoop, the more consistent you are with it, the smarter the algorithms and coaching feedback get. Whoop also lets me know how my choices throughout the day impact my body. So I can see what something like a couple of drinks with my friends does to my sleep and recovery each morning, or what my go-to breathwork routine or sporadic CBD usage can do to improve my recovery. And although there are so many other things I can highlight about the Whoop, I would have to say that one of my favorite parts is that you've never got to take off the device to charge it. All you have to do, it comes with a little battery pack that you can just slide right on top of your device and it's charging just like that. You never have to worry about missing out on data because your device is dead. Now, of course, I'm talking to you about it, which means that Whoop has an offer for you. Start tracking your health, wellness, and fitness at a deeper level today. Head on over to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code HURDLE to save 10% off your order. Again, that's whoop.com. Use code HURDLE to save 10% today. Also got to give some love to my friends at AG1 from Athletic Greens. You know that this is a huge part of my regular routine. I lean into my AG1 shaker bottle every single day. And that's because I feel better knowing that I'm doing something great for my body first thing in the morning. AG1 has 75 whole food sourced ingredients as well as prebiotics, probiotics, and adaptogens, plus superfoods to help you perform and feel your best. 
It's a sweet sip, not at all grassy, and one that I cannot recommend enough, especially if you're looking to do just one good thing for your health and start that thing ASAP. Take care of your body. Give back to your body with AG1 from Athletic Greens. Head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get five free travel packs as well as a year's supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get your freebies with purchase today. I believe that many of us get to a place with coming of age where we have the capacity to recognize that failure is a natural part of life. And for me, I'm on your team where I definitely have been scared of success, right? And that's because I know that I am so excellent at failing. Like I am excellent mm-hmm. at failing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I got that one down. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like I've done it really well many times and I yeah. know that I can pick myself up and move forward. So knowing that, knowing what I know, it makes the idea of success a little bit more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have two things to say. One is I take fear of success as a good sign. It's like a hidden compliment because you wouldn't be having it if you didn't think success was possible for you, right? You wouldn't have that scared of like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it when it comes if you didn't think it was possible. So in there somewhere in your brain or your body or your soul, you know that you are capable of achieving that and of making it happen. So to me, it's like a really good sign. I'm like, oh, thank you for knowing that I'm capable of this. I just need to know how to handle these fears along the way. The other thing I wanted to say is fear of success and fear of failure are really kind of like really, really close sisters or something. Because like what I was saying, one of the examples of fear of success is what if I don't live up to the standards or expectations that I've set? That's really just a fear of failure, right? It's a fear of that you've you know, reached this certain level and now you have sponsors or coaches or whatever that are expecting that same level or more of you and you're scared that you can't do it. So really, it's just a fear of failure kind of in disguise. Yeah. I mean, this brings me back to thinking about the big goal that I set in 2019 for the Chicago Marathon. And I was scared a little bit to put it out into the world because of this idea of quote unquote failing publicly. Thankfully, long story short, spoiler alert, I ended up exceeding my goal, crushing the goal. It was awesome. But when I think about the feelings that I had surrounding that public proclamation of this thing that I wanted, at the end of the day, even if I didn't get it, you get to a place where you realize that you're really the person that cares the most. Like whatever, regardless of what everybody else thinks, regardless of whatever it is that you think that you're scared of, life is going to go on if you don't quote unquote, get the thing that you're going for. Right. And let me just tell you this, like I'm on a mission to have people normalize failure and to celebrate it. So like when I have my group programs, we literally have a place where you have to come in and you have to post your fails and then everybody else claps for you. And they're like, hell yeah, sister or brother, whoever you did the thing you went out and you tried and you're an effing badass, right? Because if we normalize it for each other, then we'll start cheering each other on when we're badass and ballsy enough to put ourselves out there and say, Hey, I want to run X time for Chicago Mayor 
marathon. And then those are going to be like your support crew. Those are going to be the people that are loving you and cheering for you no matter what you run. And we just have to like build that in our communities of like, hey, friends, we're just going to go fail together big time. We're going to put ourselves out on the line. How badass is that to state something like that publicly and to know like, this is, you know, this is what I want to do and I might not do it, but I'm going to go after it. Yeah. I love that, that I'm going to go after it. So going back to our convo on success, we talked about some of those initial steps that we can take to get more comfortable with the idea of succeeding. What would you like to reiterate to the listeners? I call them the hurdlers about success in general, what is someone supposed to do? And I use the word supposed in air quotes once they succeed. Oh, this is such a good question. It's one of my very, very, very favorite things to talk about. Okay. You need to sit in the glow and you need to think about all the ways that you made it happen that you made it happen. So I'll have clients that are like, yeah, I broke, uh, you know, I got a PR on this race. And I'll say, oh, good. How did you make that happen? And they'll say, well, it was really good weather. Uh Uh-uh, friend. Uh Uh-uh. Because that's giving all your power away to something external. I want to hear how you showed up all the time for these workouts and these hill runs and these hard long runs in the hot or in the cold. I want to hear how you suffered and overcame. And that's why you got the PR in your race today. Not because of the weather, not because it was like a great crowd. Yes, those things can help, but don't attribute your success to things outside of you. And I know that might sound like arrogant and that's not what we're told, especially I think a lot of females are told like not to like boost of how we created the results, but it's so important. And I'll tell you, it's important because if you can own the wins that you've created, if you can own your success and see that you're the one who put that there, then you know that you can go create so much more success. You know that you're capable. You don't get that imposter syndrome because you're like, no, I'm the one that did this. Yes, I had help from coaches and friends. Yes, but I'm also the one that got my ass out there and ran every day. When you can own it, you can go create so much more of it. When you can own it, you can go create so much more of it. And this also alludes to an important tip when it comes to what happens after success. When you achieve one of your goals, what is the next thing that you want to do after you recognize the journey that it took to get there? Yeah. I want you to sit and not plan what's next yet. Because like so many people are like, okay, what's your next race? And you're like, chill, friend. I haven't even celebrated this one yet. Like, let me go have a beer and a burger and like hang out and just like sit in the afterglow of it, right? Own it. And and also a lot of times I tell people to plan for like nothing. Plan for this just like glow time, this reflection time, this chill time. And if you plan for it ahead of time, then you don't get those like post-success blues because that can happen, right? Because now you're like, what am I even doing on this earth now that all my like things have happened? So sit in the glow, have fun, do some of the things that you maybe didn't get to do while you were in serious training. And then once you just like rejuvenate, get all your energy back, then you can think about what's next. Right, right. So after you kind of have that emotional and mental reset, then you can think about what's next. And realizing that whatever your goals are, whatever you've just accomplished, it's okay to then pivot and set goals that are completely unrelated. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. when we have our focus set in one area of our life, other areas of our life 
tend to fall by the wayside a little bit. So taking a step back and asking yourself, like, where energetically does it really feel right for me to move forward to at this moment? What is it that I want that would make me feel whole again? What is something that truly makes me excited with passion and purpose? And it's okay if the answers to those questions change over time, right? Yeah, you're a human and you change. I love that you said to check in with yourself and see what feels good to you. And I think that's another important thing about like your identity. So like when I'm coaching young runners, I'm like, you're a runner, yes, but what else are you? Because I don't want anybody on the earth to just identify as one thing, right? So like you're more than a podcaster, you're more than a runner. You're a runner and a writer and an artist and a teacher and a friend. Like I want you to have this whole list of the things that you are who make you you because then to your point when you're like ready to just kind of reset or shift your focus a little bit, you know what it is that makes you feel alive and that makes you feel like you. And it's so important to get back to those and to feed all those things of you. You're not just a runner. You're so much more. Right. So much more, so much more. What else should we touch on when it comes to this discussion of success, Tammy? Hmm. Okay. I think hmm. another one is sometimes your success comes before your self-concept catches up to it. So like, for instance, I'll work with people that are starting new businesses and all of a sudden they'll have all these clients or all this money come in and they're like, oh, wait, wait, this doesn't feel like me because they're so used to telling themselves a story about like they don't make money yet or they don't have clients yet. And so sometimes you almost have to sit in this kind of like pause phase to let your self-concept of who you are catch up to that level of success because sometimes it happens so fast. It's almost like I imagine like in cartoons where you're like sitting in a car and like the wheels go out from under you and you're just still sitting there. You're like, oh, wait, wait, I am the person that can run sub six minute mile pace. Like you haven't been that before. And so it might feel scary when you go through and you get your split and it's like, you know, 1158 for two miles and you're like, oh, shit. Like, but you're like, oh, no, I am this person who can run sub six. So just sometimes if you're noticing a lot of that, this doesn't feel right or it feels uncomfortable, just know you'll give yourself that pause. Let your self-concept catch up. Yeah, that self-concept is such an important, important point. And also what we're touching on here is that inner dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that there's a difference between what is fact, what is truth and how you feel and that those two aren't always one and the same. Yeah. That's the whole basis of all my coaching is like, what are you thinking about? And is this true? Because there's a lot of ways for your brain to interpret the situation. And let's find the way to interpret it that makes you feel good. Oh, so important. So important. If you had to offer the hurdlers any last words of wisdom on this topic, Tammy, what do you have for them? Hmm. I mean, I'm just such a big nerd and a big fan of like notebooks and pins and journals because I do, there is something so important and powerful about putting thoughts to paper. Um, I think that when you are having the resistance to really just ask yourself, what's going on here? What am I scared of? And how can I handle it? I know that I can. I just have to figure out how. Like I just need to figure out the steps that I'm going to take to like overcome this fear, this resistance. I know I can, but how? And then just figure yes. it out, write it out. And you will. You will. You will overcome. You will. We love yes. it. We love it. Tammy, talk to the hurdlers. Tell them how do they follow along with you? How do they keep up with you? Give us all of your details. 
Okay, so my podcast is the Show Up Society podcast. It's all the places where podcasts are. And probably the most fun place to connect with me and hang out with me is on Instagram. And I'm also um, at Show Up Society on Instagram. I love hanging out with people in my DMs. Um, Yeah, come find me. Say hello. Say hello. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.